0: Today we will talk about the number one cardinal sin on investing that you may be committing right now in your portfolio, creating what's known as an investor gap. We'll talk about what is that number one cardinal investment sin, we'll talk about what is an investor gap and share a few tips and tricks for remedying the situation or recovering from that mistake. Let's get to it. Hey Stockcardians, Hoda, founder and CEO of Stockcard here. Before we get to today's episode, if you are a Stockcard user, I highly appreciate you. and Thank you for being with us in this episode. If you are a Stockcard VIP user having access to unlimited tools on the Stockcard, we appreciate you paying your Stockcard and helping us build a best tool in the world for retail individual investors to research and discover their investment ideas. And if you are not a stock card user, I'm gonna wait for you for a few seconds Pause the video, go to stockcard.io, create a free account, and come back and continue with this episode. Before talking about the number one cardinal sin of investing, we need to talk about a story that is forming up and shaping up in the stock market since the start of February 2022. It's a story of divergence in the behavior of institutional investors and retail individual investors this divergence in the behavior is a signal or a sign that retail individual investors are about to commit the cardinal sin of investing or it could be already too late and a lot of retail investors have already made the cardinal sin of investing so let's first talk about this phenomenon this divergence in the behavior between retail investors and institutional investors if you look at state streets Investor Confidence Index, which is an index that measures the amount of risky assets that goes into the portfolio of world's most sophisticated investors and institutional investors. And you see that between January 2022 and February 2022, institutional investors change their behavior 180 degrees. For several months up to February 2022, institutional investors have been putting their risk-off hats, as they say it, and have been getting rid of the risky assets. But in February, they started to change the exact opposite, adding more risk and investing in more risky assets. On the other hand, if you look at individual or retail investors sentiment index, you see they are living in some of the darkest moment in the history of a stock market. The index shows that retail and individual investors are quite pessimistic about the stock market and about the future of their investment return at the same time that institutional investors started to becoming bullish and taking on more and more risks. While institutional investors are taking on more risk, Individual investors are becoming more pessimistic about their investment portfolios and about the future of the stock market, leading into and signaling the possibility of committing one of the most damaging mistakes that retail investors or individual investors can commit and can take, leading into ruining the performance of their portfolio in the long run. What is that cardinal number one sin of investing? in the stock market that we talk about. It's a phenomenon known as buy high, sell low. So we've all heard the opposite of it. We've heard the best investment strategy is to buy low and sell high. And it sounds so easy to follow that it's difficult to understand why the number one damaging and cardinal sin of investing is the opposite of a seemingly simple strategy of buying low and selling high so this is what happens a retail investor or individual investor like you and i hear about a stock or a fund from the friends from the media on social media and take a look at that fund and stock and see the price is going up at first we're all a little bit pessimistic about it we're not sure if the price trend is going to continue but as the stock price goes up as the funds price starts start going up Everybody starts getting warm to the idea of this momentum is going to continue for a long, long time. So people will start buying up the stock or fund and it becomes a very simple and easy situation. I can only buy high and I am sure that I can sell the stock or this fund at a higher price at a later date. And for a long time, this could last. We've seen the example of that during the COVID-19 pandemic. Several stocks, Virgin Galactic, uh, Quantum Escape, uh, Neo, Tesla, Zoom, Teladoc. These are all examples of the stocks that have started going through this hype driven momentum and everybody were buying them and making thousands of dollars on them. And retail investors and individual investors started assuming The situation is going to last for a long time so they can buy high the stocks or the fund that they're interested in and sell them at a higher price at a later date. But then something happens in the world. Maybe inflation is getting out of control. Maybe Russia decides to go after Ukraine and invade Ukraine and the momentum comes to a halt. And we get to this situation that individual investors start panicking and selling their holdings either at a mere gain or worse, at a loss. Everybody's trying to save their portfolios before they lose all of their value. And in this case, the phenomenon happens. Investors bought at a high price, and sold at a lower price, which is the cardinal sin of investing in the stock market. Of course, there's nothing wrong with selling a stock or a fund that you don't believe in anymore, and you probably made a mistake at the beginning when you started investing in that uh, stock or fund, but it becomes a cardinal sin of investing if you sell shares of a company or a fund that you own just because it goes through volatile stocks
1: creating
0: what is known as the investor gap. The investor gap is a situation where the underlying asset that investors are investing in is a very well-performing asset. In a matter of five to 10 years, creates significant outperformance compared to market indices, but the investors in that asset return a negative return or dismal return despite the positive or outstanding return of the underlying asset. There are a few examples in the history of a stock market that explains this phenomenon of the investor gap very well. One is the example of Amazon stock. Between 1999 and 2009, Amazon stock created more than 1,700 percent return. But during the same time period, the stock has gone to extreme volatile cycle of up and down in the price, causing Several investors in the Amazon stock to sell their stocks due to volatility and not only have that 1,700% uh, return that the asset created, but may have lost a lot of money uh, by investing in Amazon investors could have invested anytime between 1999 and 2000 and sold anytime between 2000 and 2002 and not only gained that 1700 percent gain but have lost significant amount of money another example of the investor gap is promoted by two of the stocker partners brian feraldi and brian estoffel the bryans have recently published a video talking about one of the most well-performing mutual funds in the history of the stock market during the tech bubble burst period, which is known as the CGM fund. CGM fund was very volatile, but created a compound annual growth rate of 18% outperforming the market indices with a significant amount. However, on average, investors in the CGM fund had negative 11% in return, creating an investor gap of almost 29% in performance.
1: During the 2000s, which was a lost decade for investors, the number one performing mutual fund was run by Ken Huebner. Ken Huebner was the manager at CGM Funds and his CGM Focus Fund delivered an 18% annualized return during a period when the S&P 500 was down. As you can see, that means that his fund vastly outperformed the market during what is commonly referred to as the lost decade. However, while CGM Focus Fund had a phenomenal decade, the average CGM Focus investor did not. How bad did it get? When Morningstar went back and tried to calculate the average investor returns in Huebner's fund they found that they lost 11% per year. Now think about that for a second. The fund delivered a positive 18% annualized return, but the average investor earned a negative 11% return. How could that be? Well, you can probably guess the answer. Investors such as myself poured money into the CGM Focus Fund in 2008 after the fund went on a tremendous run. However, After pouring all that money into the fund, the fund had a huge downturn during which time a lot of investors, including me, pulled their money out of the fund. So even though the CGM Focus Fund had a phenomenal 10-year return, that's how investors such as myself ended up with a negative return from this fund. Now, Brian, if we look at the numbers, we can really highlight what a difference that makes. If you invested $10,000 and it grew at 18% per year for a decade, you'd be left with over $50,000. However, if you got the average investor returns of negative 11% per year, you would have started with 10,000 and finished with just over $3,000.
0: By the way, if you're not familiar with Brian Feroldi and Brian Estofal, there are two of our best Partners have a few portfolios on the Stockard Portfolio Center. I highly recommend you go to stockcard.io, type in their name, and look for Quality Checklist and Anti fraud Portfolio hosted by Brian Faraldi and Brian Stoffel on the Stock Arts Portfolio Center. While you're at it, take a look at several other good investors and partners to Stockard that have their portfolios on the Stockard Portfolio Center. Now that we know what is an investor gap, and And we've learned that the cardinal sin of investing in the stock market is the phenomenon of buying high and selling low of good companies and well-managed assets that happen to be extremely volatile, let's go back to the divergence in the behavior between institutional investors and retail individual investors during February of 2022. So what has happened in the market during the early months of 2022 is that institutional investors at the beginning of the year or late 2021 started to get rid of some of their growth stocks or funds because they went through this period that is known as risk-off, they wanted to reduce the amount of risk that uh, they are taking in their portfolios, resulting into a significant decline in the stock price of companies like Square, Teladoc, or funds like Ark Invest. But as they changed their behavior in February and it started to go back to risky assets, Individual investors were still experiencing this extreme price fall that was happening in some of the stocks and funds they their own, and they didn't pay attention to the change in the behavior of institutional investors and continue to stay extremely pessimistic about this stock market. We've seen the example of that in funds like ARK Invest, I've recently published a video about. The comparison between ARK Invest and Cathie Wood, the CIO of uh, the ARK Invest, with some of investment managers and fund managers from the technology bust period, assuming that ARK Invest and Cathie Wood are similar to some of those fund managers that actually were very lucky in a small period of time and then have lost their luster and their fund never recovered. So this divergence in the behavior of institutional investors and retail investors is creating this investor gap once again in the stock market for retail and individual investors. We see that individual investors are not taking advantage of the opportunities of lower cost in the stock market and is staying in that bearish sentiment um, mode and not taking advantage of the opportunities that the market presents while institutional investors are doing the exact opposite so there's one thing to tell you about the cardinal scene of investing the investor gap and the phenomenon of buying high and selling low and there's something else if i can help you with some few tips and tricks that can help you getting out of this mistake or remedy the situation so in the last part of this episode let's talk about that you could be in two situations You could have seen your portfolio getting into the red and started to worrying about the future of your portfolio, but haven't yet sold your holdings. But the idea of going to your brokerage account and looking at those red arrows give you a heartburn every day, and you're almost tempted to sell everything you own just to save your portfolio or save the amount of money left in your portfolio. You could also be in the second category You could have seen those red arrows and panic, and sold everything you had, and you're now sitting on a significant amount of loss, wondering whether you can ever invest and whether the stock market is for you at all. If you are in category number one and still own the stocks that you've invested in, but they're all in the red, the good news for you is that you now know about this cardinal sin of investing and you can use that knowledge to make sure you don't make the mistake of buying high and selling low. But how you go about it? The most important step you can take is go through the stocks in your portfolio that are in the red and investigate the reason for their price fall. Is the price down because of the Russia and Ukraine war? is the price down because the company had gone through a significant growth period during the COVID-19 pandemic, which is a completely abnormal growth rate, and now investors comparing the recent quarter's growth rate with those abnormal growth rates, assuming the company is underperforming now. Are there other external factors that impacting the stock price, or is the reason for the price fall is something internal? For example, the change in leadership, or a significant increase in the cost of operating the business or selling uh, the product and services without a logical explanation by the management, those are two very different reasons for the price fall. If the stocks you own, the reason behind the price fall is the first category, external factors, you're probably in a good situation. It's an opportunity to double down, buy more shares of those are strong companies that are, happen to be at a lower price and benefit is this opportunity, increase the return of your portfolio. But if they're in the second category that there is a operational reason behind a price fall, then you know there's an opportunity to sell those stocks and get rid of them because you don't believe in those companies anymore. To avoid that heartburn of looking at red arrows in your portfolio, the best thing you can do for yourself is understand the reason behind the price fall along the line of every single stock that is in your portfolio. And then based on that, you could decide if you should sell or if you should buy more of the stock you own or the fund you own in your portfolio. If you are in the second category, you are one of those investors that you had the opportunity of investing in the stock market as the stocks and funds were going up, and then when you saw the prices are falling, you took the knife, you took the chopping knife to your portfolio and cut all of your losses to save what's left in your portfolio. And now you're extremely regretful about your decisions because you're sitting on either a significant amount of loss or you went through this um, cycle, emotional cycle of up and down with your portfolio and you're not sure whether the stock market is the right place for you to be in. So first of all, if you feel that way, I sympathize. You have to know that even the best investors in the stock market make mistakes Then there is no one that have always 100% got the investment right. Every investor, all good investors in the of the stock market have made mistakes and have those red arrows in their portfolios. The second thing you need to know is The phenomenon of what is known as loss aversion. If you feel extremely down, it's quite normal. You're experiencing what's known as loss aversion. Loss aversion is a behavioral reaction to losing money. We always feel the pain of losing a lot more than the joy of gaining. In other words, If you lose $1 in your portfolio, the loss feels a lot more significant than the satisfaction you could have gained had you gained $1 in your portfolio. So if you feel quite down, it's quite normal. I sympathize and you have to understand you're going through this experience or this phenomenon known as loss aversion. Other than that, you should use this experience as a learning opportunity. You should go back to the reasons you originally had for investing in those gross stocks. And ask yourself, when you sold those companies, were you aware of the reason behind the price fall? Did you give yourself a mental pause to explore the logic behind investing in those companies or funds? Or were you purely looking at the price and you made a decision based on the price fluctuations. Mm -hmm. Unless you are a purely technical trader that only focuses on price fluctuations, Mm -hmm. you need to pay attention to the reasons behind investing in any stock and fund. Document those reasons at the time of buying or investing in that asset. And when you panic, when you go through those emotional period that you don't know whether it's time to sell the stock and funds you own, Mm -hmm. you go back to the reasons of, why you invested in asset or stock and ask yourself whether those reasons and those logic still apply. And if the reasons and logic still apply, you just have to tolerate the pain of going through the red arrows and maybe use the opportunity to buy more. So if you are in this category, it is painful, but it's an excellent opportunity to learn about your own behavior and about how you make investment decision, correct your course and go back to the stock market with this newly found knowledge and become a better investor. After all, the stock market is still one of the best places to generate wealth and accumulate wealth for you and for your family. As long as you stay logical about your investment and control your emotions. Now let's summarize. We learn about the divergence in the behavior of institutional investors and retail individual investors in February of 2022 when retail investors are staying in dark bearish mood while institutional investors are wearing their risky hats on and adding risking asset to their portfolios. We use that divergence in behavior as a signal for the possibility of retail investors committing the cardinal sin of investing in the stock market, which is getting rid of the stocks they own and they bought possibly at a higher price, committing the sin of buying high and selling low. We also talked about the investor gap, which is a phenomenon when an asset creates a significant amount of return, but the investor in that asset, lose a significant amount of money and not benefiting from the phenomenon performance of this asset and we've seen examples of such investor gap in the history of the stock market ranging from amazon stock to one of the best performing mutual funds in the history of stock market named as a cgm fund we also talked about few tips and tricks of remedying the situation if you've committed the cardinal sin of investing or you've been thinking about committing the cardinal sins of investing that's it for today if you enjoyed this episode if you found it helpful and informative please make sure to like the episode push your comments in the comment section and subscribe to the show so that you can get notifications when we add new episodes to the channel and of course those likes and subscribes helps the stock card team and the stock card channel significantly so we appreciate your support and don't forget if you're not a stock card user i highly recommend to go to Stockcard.io, create your free stock card account and start using our platform's easy to use and jargon free tools for discovering and researching stocks in etfs if you want to use the platform in an unlimited way and have access to all our tools and functionalities, consider upgrading to VIP using promo code ROLE with our CEO, all lowercase, which gives you a 10% discount on top of the 14-day free trial. I hope to see you on the Stock Card platform and I'll see you in the next episode.